I'm curious, do you have a really great BS detector? You're, maybe you're often skeptical of others. Are you really street smart? Would you say you're pretty self-assured? You often find yourself being the leader in the group. Maybe you even struggle to ask for help. Do you love a good challenge? Do you fight really hard for the causes you believe in? Do you have a great sense of humor? I bet you're a blast. You might have thought that these were all parts of your personality, but they might actually be coping mechanisms you've picked up over the course of your life, and they're having a huge impact on how you show up, especially on this motherhood journey. Are you curious to know more? You got to take my personality patterns quiz. Here's what's going on. When you were a child, whenever an experience overwhelmed your nervous system, you subconsciously built a defense against that overwhelm. Over time, those defenses became a habit and then they became a pattern. And now as an adult, what we think of as our personality is often this defense pattern running the show. It's so interesting, right? There are five different personality patterns and they're not personality types like the Enneagram or the Myers-Briggs but rather they describe the safety strategies that we immediately go to when we start to feel overwhelmed. They don't describe who we are so much as what's blocking who we are. The good news is that once you take my quiz and learn about your pattern, you can learn skills to break out of that pattern, and then you can live and parent your kids as your true and authentic self. Click on the quiz link in the show notes or go to michellegrosser.com forward slash quiz Now to take my two-minute personality pattern quiz. Welcome to the Calm Mom Podcast, the show for ambitious women ready to get off the hot mess express. I know you've got a lot going on. You work so hard. You're raising an incredible family, and sometimes it can be overwhelming. I'm your host, Michelle Grosser. I'm a certified master life coach, attorney, wife, and mom. And years ago, I was right where you are. I was running a busy law practice while raising a family, and I was on the fast track to burnout. I thought I just needed to be more organized or have better routines, but it was learning how to heal and regulate my nervous system that expanded my capacity to gracefully hold more of this big, beautiful life. You too are worthy of an extraordinary life in and beyond motherhood. Learning to be a calm, anchoring presence in your home and at work is going to be your superpower. If you're here to do the inner work that brings a sense of calm amidst the chaos, I'm here to join you on that journey. Each time you press play, your growth continues. So let's get at it. Hey, hey, you guys, Michelle Grosser here, your master coach. You are listening to the Calm Mom podcast. If you're new here, welcome. We're so excited that you've decided to spend some time with us today. And if you've been hanging around the podcast for a little bit now, welcome back. I'm so grateful for you. Merry Christmas. I am believing you all have or in or having a great holiday season. And today, as we look forward to 2024, I thought it would be kind of cool to talk about why I don't make New Year's resolutions and why I don't think you should either. And we'll talk about some reasons why, and then I'll also tell you what I do instead of making a New Year's resolution that has worked so much better for me for the last few years. But before I do, if you have not yet left the show a five-star rating or a short review, would you do so today? It would mean so much to me. 
I want to read you a review that was left by Brill. She's a mom of three and she says, grateful for connection. This podcast is so real and relatable. I'm a stay-at-home mom of three kids, four and under, four, two, and eight months. Brill, you're amazing. And she says, we're on a homeschooling journey while maintaining a happy household environment. Motherhood is my calling, and this podcast is a good source of helping me check in with myself on a number of levels. I will be sure to keep coming back. Thank you so much, Brill. And you guys, a short review like that, a five-star rating for the show. It really is the best way that we can get this show out in front of other women who need these resources, who could use this community and this encouragement. So if today could be the day that you leave a five-star rating and a short review, I would be so, so grateful. You guys are the best. Okay, so let's talk about New Year's resolutions. I don't do resolutions. I haven't done them in years because... I guess to cut to the chase, they, they don't work. You probably don't need to think very far back to the last time the calendar turned to January 1st and you had set a, a New Year's resolution and you like went really hard and strong for maybe a few days or maybe even a few weeks, but then it petered out, right? And it's like, but why? But why? So today I want to talk about it. I want to talk about why I don't make New Year's resolutions. I want to talk about what I've done instead for the last five years now that has been so much more powerful for me. And I think it will be for you too. So let's go through it. Five reasons I don't make New Year's resolutions. Reason number one. Reason number one is that while we have high initial intentions, while we have good intentions, the research supports that when you make a New Year's resolution, there's actually a very low long-term success rate. So if you, like me, have failed in keeping your New Year's resolutions ever, you are not alone. You are part of the large majority of people who don't find success in New Year's resolutions. A lot of people like us, right? They start with high intentions. We start, we're motivated, we're passionate, we're excited. It's like a blank slate ahead of us. We're going to fulfill all these resolutions, but the studies show that's actually not the case. There's a study that was done by the University of Scranton. And it suggested that only about 8% of people actually achieve their New Year's goals, you guys. Actually achieve their goals, only 8%. And we get it, right? It's like we're overambitious. It's the beginning of the year. We feel like we can do all this stuff. Maybe we're fired up on holiday cheer or we've just had some time to like rest and recharge. And what happens is that we often set these unrealistic or these overly ambitious resolutions And it can lead us to feeling like we can't keep up with them because, you know, life keeps on lifing and we have hectic schedules already or whatever it is. And then we fall into that statistic of people who do not find success in their New Year's resolution. So that's not reason number one, right? We have high hopes, we have high ambitions initially, but then we tend to fall into the category of people who don't end up carrying out that resolution. So that's reason number one. Reason number two Reason number two why I don't make New Year's resolutions is that New Year's resolutions often lack a specific plan. So let's say you're going to have a New Year's resolution this year to like, I don't know, maybe you're going to meal prep this year, right? You're going to plan on Sundays your meal for the week, your meals for the week, and you're going to like figure it out all out and do one day of bulk groceries or Maybe it's something around exercise. You're like, okay, 2024 is going to be the year where I like regularly exercise, I don't know, four or five days a week. But here's the thing. We all know that our life 
does not change overnight on December 31st, right? We have busy schedules. We have constant demands. A lot of us are operating at really high stress levels already. So it makes it really hard for us to like focus and maintain these New Year's resolutions. We have all these habits, existing habits, right? We have the excuses are still there. We still have the mental load. All of the stuff we had in 2023 is still going to be there on the first day of 2024 if all we do is just write or speak out (laughs) that we're going to meal prep in 2024. And that's the thing about resolutions. They tend to lack specificity about what else is going to change for that resolution to come to fruition. Because a resolution rarely has action steps. It rarely has a plan. It rarely has, you know, a follow through with any of those steps when real life happens, especially for us moms who are just masters at pivoting because, and because they lack a plan, they lack accountability. Right. Without a support system, without accountability partners, busy moms like us, we can struggle to stay committed to our resolutions because of everything that's coming at us all day long. So that's number two. And it leads me to number three. The third reason why I don't do New Year's resolutions is because so often when we make a New Year's resolution, we don't consider our bandwidth. We don't consider our bandwidth. So we make this resolution which then has an adverse impact on maybe our mental or emotional health. So if because there's no plan, right? Reason number two, because there's no plan, if we're adding something new to our daily routine or to our schedule, we usually don't take into account what that's actually going to require from us. So we choose this New Year's resolution, right? Let's say we're going to meal meal prep. And then we expect this like immediate significant change in the first of the year, and we underestimate what that cost is going to be. What's the trade-off going to be, right? Every time we say yes to something, we're saying no to something else. So if we are going to now meal prep, what is that going to take? Does our bandwidth have the capacity to actually do that, right? It doesn't really make sense or it's not actually action steps forward. If yes, we get uh, we, we, we meal plan, but then it stresses us out so much that our mental and emotional health suffers, right? Or it just feels like another thing on our plate that's causing us more stress. Because the thing is, is that we don't magically have more help or we don't magically have more time or we don't magically have more margin unless we create it. I find that's true, especially for resolutions that focus on our physical health, right? It's like, I'm going to work out five mornings a week this year. It's like, okay, that is awesome. But without a plan and without actually considering your bandwidth and how you're going to make that happen, like, does that mean that you're now going to have to wake up an hour and a half earlier and you're going to lose sleep? That's really important to you. Or does that mean now that there's a strain on the rest of the morning routine and you're going to come back from your workout and everyone's going to be rushing and going crazy and starting their day in a bad mood because you you took that time out of your morning, right? So it's really wanting to make sure that we have the bandwidth to implement whatever it is that we are desiring and that it doesn't then have an adverse impact on our mental and emotional well-being. We can't be robbing Peter to pl- to pay Paul when we're talking about our New Year's resolutions. So that's number three. And then number four, the fourth reason I don't make New Year's resolutions is that so often when we make resolutions, it gets really easy to get sucked into this all or nothing mentality. 
all or nothing, right? When I say that all or nothing mentality, what I'm referring to is this tendency that we have to view situations in just this stark contrast in black or white. And we'll stick a label on it. And it's often these extreme binary terms, like either I'm completely crushing this resolution or I am an utter failure. And this mindset, you guys, it can significantly hinder us from sticking to our New Year's resolutions in so many ways. Because when we feel discouraged, even if we just have to deviate from our resolution slightly, like if we make a resolution that we're going to work out five days a week and we work out three days in a week, that can really be discouraging if we're approaching it with an all or nothing mentality. And oftentimes it can be so discouraging that it'll lead to us abandoning the goal altogether. So when we have this all or nothing mindset, I'm going to speak to some of you here. It often goes hand in hand with perfectionism, with perfectionism. So if you believe that anything less than perfection feels like failure, I understand why you might then set these unrealistic expectations for your New Year's resolution. And that can lead to some really like rigid goal setting. So we've got to make room. We've got to make room for adjustments. We have to make room for, you know, sick days for kids, modifications based on all the changing circumstances that we face. And when we get sucked into this all or nothing mentality with New Year's resolutions, that type of inflexibility can really make it challenging to sustain that new habit or that new way of being over the long term. So that's number four. And then the last reason that I put here um, that I don't do New Year's resolutions, and I don't think you should either, is that behavior change takes time. It takes time, you guys. Studies, you know, highlight the importance of recognizing that to change something about our behavior, it, it's a gradual process. So often this time of year, what we're hear- hearing and seeing everywhere is like quick fixes, right? Like, But the thing about quick fixes is that they're so often unsustainable. And yeah, we might benefit from seeing a quick win, but so often if that's what we're expecting and then we don't see it, it can really... Um, it can really hinder our progress. It's so much better to go in with it with an understanding that we're looking at it with long-term vision, right? Approaching it with a long-term perspective. And when we're talking specifically about forming new neural connections in our brain, we're talking about rewiring our brain and creating new neural pathways and new ways of being if we want to form new mindsets or have new habits or you know think differently or talk to people differently or talk about ourselves differently. All of these things involve structural changes in our brain. We have to grow new dendrites and we have to establish new synapses. Typically, it takes time. It can take weeks. It can take months. And the more complex the thing is that you're trying to incorporate in the new year, the more time it's going to take, right? The more time it's going to take if we're trying to master complex skills or we're trying to do 180 or we're acquiring some new in-depth knowledge. It takes time. (laughs) It takes time. And here's the thing. You want to know what strengthens new neural connections? Consistent and repetitive engagement, especially when we're learning a new activity, right? Or we're learning a new task. It's consistent and repetitive engagement, consistent or repetitive engagement. And the research shows that we have that, that regular and sustained practice over time is 
crucial if we're going to consolidate new information into long-term memory. So, so often New Year's resolutions will fail because we want to jump in and we want to lose 10 pounds and we want to see quick wins. And then when we don't see those quick wins right away, we start to get discouraged. But change takes time. So if we can go into whatever that that resolution is with long-term perspective, we're going to find that we have much higher rates of success. Is it really hard for you to relax if the house is a mess? Are you someone who cleans when you're stressed out? Maybe you're an overachiever. You tend to work a lot. You're always busy. Are you really responsible? Are you a rule follower? Maybe it makes you really uncomfortable when others don't follow the rules. How about detail? Do you have a good eye for it? Do you hate being late? You might have thought these were all just parts of your personality, but they might actually be coping mechanisms you've picked up over the course of your life, and they're having a huge impact on how you show up, especially on this motherhood journey. Are you curious to know more? You've got to take my personality patterns quiz. Here's what's going on. When you were a child, whenever an experience overwhelmed your nervous system, you subconsciously built a defense against that overwhelm. And then over time, those defenses became a habit and then they became a pattern. And now as an adult, what we often think of as our personality is this defense pattern running the show. It's so interesting, right? There are five different personality patterns and they're not personality types like the Enneagram or the Myers-Briggs but rather they describe the safety strategies that you immediately go to when you start to feel overwhelmed. They don't describe who you are, but rather what is blocking who you are. The good news is that once you take the quiz and learn about your pattern, you can learn skills to break out of that pattern and you can live and parent as your true and authentic self. So click on the link in the show notes or go to michellegrosser.com forward slash quiz Now to take my two-minute personality pattern quiz. Okay, so those are the five reasons why I don't do New Year's resolutions. Let's talk about what I do instead and what I would encourage all of you to try this year. So what do I do? Instead of choosing a New Year's resolution, I have chosen for the last five years a word of the year. A word of the year. And it's something that I'm really prayerful about choosing. I start thinking about it in October and November about what my word of the year is going to be next year. I really try to focus on where I feel like I'm being led, um, where I feel like I'm wanting to really lean into and see growth and see change and challenge myself, an invitation that I feel like is being extended to me for the coming year. And that word really becomes a theme. It becomes a theme for my entire year. So five years ago, I did the word accelerate. And I felt like there were areas in my life, particularly in my business, that were I felt like I was just kind of coasting. And I wanted to be more intentional about accelerating. I'm like, okay, it's time to put hit the gas a little bit here. I wanted to accelerate. And little did I know that that was going to be the year that I started running. So I was accelerating metaphorically in so many different ways, but I also got really passionate about running that year and I started accelerating literally. I had never been a runner. 
Um, running was always something that, or never something that, that like came to me naturally. I was like always the slowest kid, you know, in like elementary school when you had to do the mile run. That was like torture for me. I was like the slowest kid. But that year, the year of acceleration, I started running and I started enjoying running. And I noticed that my, you know, my ability to run consistently went from being like something that I dreaded, like I dread, I would dread to something that I actually really looked forward to, which was like mind blowing for me. So that was a few years ago. And then the year after that, I did the word refine. And the idea there was that there were so like, I didn't feel like I wanted to do a complete overhaul um, in that year, but I felt like I was being called to tweak and I was being called to refine and I was being called to really look at a lot of the ways I was operating and and, and look and see how could I make this incremental change? How could I change just 1% in my morning routine? How could I change just 1%? in my workouts? How could I change just 1% in my mental and emotional health? How could I change just 1% in my spirituality? How could I become 1% of a better wife every single day or 1% of a better mom every single day or better business owner, better leader every single day? And it was a year of refinement, right? I wanted to purify and remove any impurities and really refine little by little how I was living, how I was showing up. So that was a couple years ago. And then last year in 2022, that was our year of boldness. I chose the word boldness um, because I really wanted to shake up things in my business. I wanted to separate from the law partner that I had had for almost a decade. I wanted to sell my law office and leave all of my staff and all the big shiny law firm things and move into my spare bedroom in my house and really scale back and create more time to launch this podcast and the coaching practice and all of my dreams that were associated with that. And I knew that was going to take a lot of boldness. So that was my year of boldness. Little did I know my husband would also leave his job. We would plant a ministry here in Miami and the level of boldness to which we were called day in and day out. Like I look back on it and I'm so, it's staggering and I'm just so like proud of us because we were so stinking bold. It was awesome. And then this year, 2023 has been the year of joy. Joy was my word this year. I wanted more dancing and more playing and more belly laughs and all of these beautiful things. And I've experienced it and it's been amazing. And I've already chosen my word for next year. Next year is going to be the year of rest. (laughs) So I want to talk about this for a little bit. Um, Here's why words of the year are so much better for you than New Year's resolutions. And it's because they become this mantra in your head for 300 and 65 days, right? You are like laser focused and every decision that you make is weighed against this word for 365 days. And it impacts your way of being. It impacts every thought and every decision and every action. Like everything I did this year was weighed against my word of the year, which was joy. So you guys, like I can't tell you how many times, like I didn't feel like being joyful. I didn't want to be joyful, but I just kept reminding myself like joy is within me. This is my year of joy. 
And gosh darn it, I'm going to put on some ace of bass and dance my way into joy this morning or whatever it was. And the thing is, we can decide on the word of the year, but it's not enough, right? We just talked about all of these reasons why New Year's resolutions aren't successful. The calendar year is changing, but it's still just one day to the next in reality. So we need a plan. And here's what I like to do at the end of each month. I take, I don't know, about 30 minutes, maybe 20 or 30 minutes, and I sit down and I intentionally plan how I'm going to carry out that word over the next four weeks, month by month. So is there something that I'm going to start doing? Is there something that I'm going to stop doing that for me this year is going to bring me more joy, right? Is there a new connection I'm going to make? Is there something I'm going to create? You know, and then what's my plan for making all of this happen? In the next four weeks? Do I need to set some new boundaries? Do I need to ask for help and delegate? Do I need to clear some stuff off my calendar or off my plate so I can make space for this new thing that is going to bring me more joy? Because that's my focus this year. And then I commit to it and I execute it and I carry it out. And guys, it's so powerful because we talked about it. Behavior change takes time. So I chose the word joy on purpose, you guys. I did not feel like I was experiencing enough joy for me. But on the 31st last year, like nothing was magically different on January 1st. So what did I have to do? I had to get intentional day by day about incorporating and planning and executing. And something that I did that I talk about quite a bit, and I I taught about it this summer, I teach about it with my one-on-one clients, but I set joy alarms on my phone. And I slapped the word joy in big letters on my fridge and I canceled stuff that didn't bring me joy. And I brainstormed new things to do that bring me joy because in all of this, I was literally rewiring my brain and that takes time and consistency. So I was able to see the big picture, right? Was I joyful, you know, 24, 7, 365? No, of course not. But did I notice myself trending toward joy? Heck yeah. It released that all or nothing thinking and it gave me flexibility. And I approach my word of the year really holistically. So my word of the year for 2024 is rest. It's rest. I have been going for the last few years. We planted a church. We launched a podcast. I left my big law firm with all the resources and all the help all the clients and moved and kind of started it over again from scratch, building this coaching business. Like I am committed to doing less better in 2024. I am committed to surrendering and resting in God in his provision in his timing in his guidance in his clarity. I'm going to intentionally rest on his promises this year. And for me, And like my personality and how I've been operating in the last few years, I know this is going to be a big, beautiful, uncomfortable stretch for me, which is good, right? Like it's the point and I'm going to have to approach it with a lot of intention and a ton of new boundaries and really getting comfortable and leaning into that discomfort. And I'm going to have to go in with this loose plan every month to experience more rest. And I get to have 365 days to rewire my brain toward rest, right? Learning how to rest better, 
learning how to stop doing so much, learning how to say no, easing up on the striving, right? More flow, less go, connecting to my feminine energy. It's big, big work for me, but I'm here for it. So if you guys want to join me in choosing a word of the year for 2024, I think it would be so fun and so awesome to do it together. I would encourage you, think on it, pray on it, choose a word for 2024. Maybe you already have one. Man, would you send it to me? Like, Just shoot me a DM on Instagram, post it in the Facebook group. Um, you can send me an email at, mich- at hello at michellegrosser.com. Like, I want to hear your words of the year. I want to hear what's on your heart. I want to hear where you're being called next year. And I also want to help hold you accountable. I want to check in on you. I want to see what your plan is to carry out and execute. I want to check in with you at the end of every month and be like, hey, well, how are you going to, how are you going to do something to work towards this word over the next four weeks? So let's do it together. Let me know what your word of the year is for 2024. And then finally today, you guys, I am so stinking excited because we have a really big announcement coming in the next week or so about a new way to work with me. I know that so many of you guys are interested in learning. You really want to know how to regulate your nervous system. You're ready to overcome your anxiety or to stop living in overwhelm. Or you're like, this is it. I'm like really going to commit to healing from burnout in a sustainable, like root level foundational way this year. And I know for so many of you, we've, I've met you in our discovery calls. You've reached out to me. I know for so many of you, one on one coaching right now just isn't an option. And I get that. I'm well aware it's, it's a big financial investment. It can be a big time or bandwidth investment. So if you've been really wanting to work with me in another way, please just keep your radar tuned because in the next few weeks in early January, we are going to be dropping some really, really, really exciting news. And I cannot wait to share it with you. All right, my friends, I love you all so much. Have a great rest of the day. Take care. If you love mommy's polygraph, leave a review. If you enjoyed this episode, it would be so awesome if you could take a moment to subscribe and rate the podcast. And if you have just a few more seconds to leave a quick review, they really help to get this podcast out to other moms like you. I read every last review and trust me, when it's late at night or early in the morning before my kids get up and I'm working on bringing you all of this content, your reviews are what keep me going. Leaving a review is truly the best way you can thank me. And of course, DM me on Instagram. I love to hear from you. Thanks for listening to another episode. Head over to the show notes for this episode and all past episodes at michellegrosser.com where you'll find free resources and more ways to connect with me. If you love the show, share it with a friend. Thanks again for tuning in. We'll see you next time.